0: listening to the embassy church podcast and here is today's message i think one of the greatest things when when life is going on is to remind ourselves that he's faithful or when he reminds us i'm faithful stage generation to generation time after time I don't fail I don't one day not show up I am always there and I am always faithful when it feels like there's no one that you can turn to I am always there I am always faithful Always working, and I'm always working on your behalf. I am constant. I am true. I am always faithful, and I just I just feel I'm echoing it, even through the songs. Hey, remember this: I am always faithful. And then I hear this. Always a friend, your friend, always faithful. God, sometimes life just seems like it gets out of control. You show up, remind us of who you are and that your goodness knows no end, that your goodness and your mercy follows us all the days of our life. for being our resting place our hiding place our safe place You know, we've been talking about words that God has given us going into this season. And we've talked about waiting, excuse me, not waiting, resting (laughs) and not worrying. And last week we talked about staying steady, just stay steady, that the Lord was taking us into a season and and giving us words. And I just, I, I don't know if I've ever quite had it like this before, where I just felt like he was preparing. I felt like he was just kind I of, don't, I don't even know the word, I've just never had it where it's been so specific of like, hey, something's coming. And I got some words for you, hold on to these words. And I just keep reminding myself, I just keep reminding me of them, stay steady. And, and so I got um, another word for us today, specifically for the season that we're going into. So I'm going to start in Luke 22 and I'll just, I'll just kind of tell you where it's at in this part. Um, The disciples have been with Jesus and uh, they've, they've had the last supper together and they Um, they they discussed some things jesus told them he was going away he was gonna die he's gonna rise again and and he told them that one of them there was going to betray them and then they all wondered who it was and and there's been a lot that they've seen and a lot that has gone on he also said to them you know um satan has desired to sift you like wheat peter i'm praying for you there's just a lot that has taken place And now they come to this place of the garden of Gethsemane and Jesus has brought a few of them to go and pray. And this is where we start. So verse 41, he walked away about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed. This is Jesus. Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. He prayed more fervently and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. At last, he stood up again and he returned to the disciples, only to find them asleep, exhausted from grief. Why are you sleeping? He asked them. Get up and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. The disciples, like I just had said, they'd already gone through so much. They had been walking with Jesus and then all of a sudden he starts telling them some things and, and then and they're trying to process and then he tells them some more things and everything's about to change. And suddenly you find them, the Bible says, exhausted from grief. If you read in John, Jesus says to them, as he's telling them these things, you're, I'm gonna go away, the Holy Spirit's gonna come, he's telling these things and he says, but you're not even asking me any questions because grief has already filled your heart. They couldn't couldn't even grasp he was trying to tell them, hey, there's a time of suffering coming, but there's some good things about to happen. And they couldn't even process what was taking place because grief. And I felt like the Lord, as I was reading this, began to tell me for us, for many of us, that there's grief in our heart. And grief doesn't necessarily have to be because we've lost someone. Grief is loss. Loss of an ideal, loss of what we thought what was, loss of situations, just not processing something in the moment and grief enters in. I'm gonna read, I I looked up grief, feelings of grief. Agitation, anger, Anxiety, apathy, betrayal, despair, disbelief, emptiness, fear, guilt, helplessness, impatient, isolated, loneliness, numbness, powerlessness, sadness, shame, shock, uncertainty, uselessness or worthlessness and weakness. mental reactions to grief is difficulty concentrating continuously thinking of what has been lost difficulty making decisions believing you are responsible for a loss low self-esteem increased dreams increased nightmares thinking that everyone is watching you thinking you are different than everyone else and self-destructive thoughts spiritual reactions to grief is feeling lost or empty feeling abandoned by God feeling punished by God feeling like you don't belong questioning a reason to go on living feeling angry with God questioning your religious beliefs Needing to receive or to feel forgiveness. I recognize that it might not be all of them, but maybe some of them. But the, the fact of the matter that we have, we have gone through a lot, even as a people, as, as the world in the last couple of years, there's just lots that has taken place. Sometimes without us even recognizing it, parts of us begin to have grief settle in our hearts and we don't fully process it. We just kind of put it there and we just keep keep on going. And I think it's interesting in in this, this is the only part in in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and Matthew and Mark, it tells the story, but Luke is the only one who says they were exhausted from grief. And I think it's interesting that Luke was a doctor. And to identify the text is, I know what was going on here. Grief had entered their heart. And in verse 45, just before that, it says that they were, Jesus found them asleep. That they had gone to sleep, why? Because they were exhausted from grief. The grief had caused them to fall asleep. And I think what I found interesting is in our own lives, I think that there's places in our own life because of grief, we've fallen asleep. I was talking with Adrian the other day and we were discussing this text, we were talking about it. And she said, that she was picking up the word stagnation. And so I wrote it in my phone and I went home and, and looked up the word. And stagnation says this, this state of not flowing or moving, a lack of activity, growth or development. A lack of, of, of moving forward, just this place where it's like, I. But it says, nothing flows, there's nothing growing, there's nothing, it's just gone stagnant. And then I began to look at what happens when things go stagnant, disease begins to grow, bacteria begins to happen. And, and we were designed to continuously be growing and moving forward. He says, Those that abide in me and I abide in them, they will bear fruit. We were meant to bear fruit. If we are asleep if we're not moving forward if we're stagnant there's no fruit that's coming forward and i'm not saying that there's no fruit coming forward from that. i'm just saying i believe that the lord is saying that in this season as we begin to go forward in this season there are areas of your heart and life that are grieving and i and you've gone to sleep in those areas and i want you to shows up to them and says why are you sleeping you can't stay here you you can't stay in this place disciples we can't stay here you can't stay sleeping here i looked up revelations 3 2 and and as jesus talking to the churches and he says this wake up strengthen what remains and is about to die for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of God he says strengthen what remains and is about to die in other words what's become stagnant what needs to come alive he says wake up and he says for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of God in other words you can't stay here you are not finished yet you are not finished yet there are things that god has called us that god has called you to do you cannot stay sleeping here oh i know that it might feel good in the moment but it's not worth it In Revelations, the next verse, in verse 3, it says, Remember, therefore, the, what you have received and heard, hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what time I will come to you. So you got to, you've got to wake up. Otherwise, you won't even see it coming. You've you got to wake up yesterday i was at costco with judah and shaley had asked me to get her a pair of shoes or look for a pair of shoes for her and uh so i, I was looking and i finally came upon some sandals and i thought oh, she might like these and she's a size 10 and all i could see looking at it was sizes six to nine and There were shoe boxes upon shoe boxes behind shoe boxes so you kind of had to pull them out to kind of look and so I was doing my thing Judy was standing beside me and I'm looking through all of these shoe boxes and and then I become kind of just like focused on this I'm gonna find a size 10 if it's the death of me you know and so I get down and I'm digging and I'm digging and I'm digging and not even recognizing what I was doing and that the foundation not a sturdy foundation and as i'm pulling these boxes all of a sudden kaboom and they begin to shower on my head and they're just falling and there's nothing i could hear people behind me i couldn't see them because i was just in the moment just like pour it on me lord you know i'm in the moment and it's like falling and i keep people being oh oh and you can't stop it they're coming right and i'm talking shoes right like lots of them And i can hear judah beside me and go oh mom you're a mess (laughs) yeah and it was like this is so embarrassing but there's just no you know i was gonna get up and and when i got up i recognized what was holding these boxes on was the thinnest piece of cardboard there was no foundation and i'm sure they didn't think through that somebody would be vigorously digging for just a size. But my point is some of us have become so focused on one thing or, or, or another that there's so many areas of our life or areas in our life that the Lord is saying, I want to talk to you about this. I want to deal with this with you before it all comes crumbling down. Are you sleeping why are you sleeping and it occurred to me in reading this and i've never thought this before that jesus was was praying he's he's in the garden and he's praying and he's sweating and he's he's saying things And it, i realized in reading it that jesus was grieving too and he was modeling exactly what the disciples were supposed to be doing in the middle of it things were about to change for jesus too in the garden and he's saying just this father if there's any other way if you could take this cup of suffering from me if there was any other way but nonetheless your will be done because things had to keep moving forward there was more to do there was more to the plan and the purpose of his, of his life that he had to do and so he shows up after praying after working it through with God and he says why disciples are you sleeping oh my grief and then he says this he says get up and pray in the middle of the grief get up and pray that's what Jesus was doing get up, you can't, you can't stay here. And then he says, get up and pray so you don't enter into temptation. And I thought, well, what kind of temptation? What kind of temptation? What's he warning them about? And, and I think there were many, I, I think there's many things. I could go many different ways, but one of the things I was thinking of is the temptation to just stay here. The temptation of how much it hurts right now, but what about if it hurts more later? The temptation to stay sleeping. And Jesus says, get up and pray. I think one of the most beautiful things about prayer is that when you begin to enter into prayer, it changes your focus, it changes the way you see things. Disciples, you can't stay here. Get up and pray. In other words, get up and come come to me get up and talk to the father get up and I felt like in this season in this short season that I think that God is having us go through because I think there's something big on the other end of this but that he's giving us these instructions that are that are so loving and just so kind but so specific i want to heal those areas of your heart you cannot stay here and you cannot stay sleeping Isaiah 53 verse 4 most of us know this but he says surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we did esteem him stricken smitten of God and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes, we are healed. And I like, I like to do word searches and I looked up and like, what? like, when it says born, when he has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, what does that mean? And I looked up the word born and it means to lift off and to take on but it also means continuously. That he's continuously going to you. If you come to him and continuously lift it off and take it on, lift it off and take it on. Your grief, the word grief means your anxieties, your griefs, your calamities, your sickness, lift it off, take it on. I'll take it continuously, lift it off, take it on. Keep doing it, lift it off, take it on. I I know it's been a lot. And I think sometimes that, that the world teaches us, it's like shoulder on, don't acknowledge it. Don't talk about it, come on. And I feel like the love of the Father is saying, let me shoulder on, let's talk about it. Get up, get up. You can't stay here. I love you so much, I do not want you to stay here. There's so much that I have planned for you I don't want you to stay here. Why are you sleeping? Why are you sleeping? I'm right here. Why are you sleeping? Wake up. Wake up. He bore our griefs and he carried our sorrows. The word sorrow, it means our pain physically, but it also means our mental, our pain mentally. Because I bore it, your grief, your anxieties, your 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 loss, the pain. I let me take it. Let me carry it. Get up and pray. This is just a, a, a side note. And I'm almost finished, but I this is what the Holy Spirit said to me the other day, and now this is for someone. But it, if you've had in in your life recently where you've been thinking a lot about people that you've lost, all of a sudden they're coming up, and you're like, man, I I miss them, or man about them why am i thinking about them so much often what's going on in your heart is your heart is telling you i'm grieving and maybe not for them but it is linking it to what grief feels like so you're remembering that person because i know what grief feels but your heart is saying i'm grieving and the holy spirit saying This is what it says in the message Bible in Isaiah. He was looked down on and passed over. A man who suffered, who knew pain firsthand. One look at him and people turned away. We looked down on him and thought he was scum. But the fact is, It was our pains that he carried. It was our disfigurements. All the things that were wrong with us, he carried. We thought he brought it on himself, that God was punishing him for his own failures, but it was our sins that did it to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him, our sins. He took the punishment, and that made us whole. Through his bruises, we get healed. Through him, we get healed. Get up, get up. Know that in these next weeks, says you, you you feel shame or you're struggling or there's a loss of a dream or loss of a relationship or loss of a friend or loss of what was supposed to be an idea or or, or loss of a loved one whatever it is know that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us in this moment saying there's a grace for this get out Up and pray. So that you don't enter into temptation. I think temptation can take many forms. And like I said, I think that there's always the temptation to just stay, stay here, stay here. I've tried to walk forward. I've tried to keep going, God, but man, have taken some blows there will always be blows every step that you take forward the enemy will always try to come disappointment will try to come you just but the best part of it is like we said at the beginning is he is faithful he has a word for you every step of the way don't let the enemy be the louder voice in those steps stay steady But oftentimes, even with grief, in places where we don't want to acknowledge the temptation to fill that pain and fill that void with other things, also comes. She so says, Get up. You, you don't want to move backwards. Get up. bear your I'll bear your grief and I'll continue to do it and I'll carry your sorrow I'll take it so father I just pray over every one of us going into this season God you've given us such incredible words Words that whenever you give, there's always grace. There's always grace to obey, and there's always blessing in obeying. Father, illuminate the places in our hearts that maybe we have secretly tucked away or not even realized that we have tucked away and let grief enter in. and caused areas of our heart where you've designed fruit to come forward from, go to sleep. That you would illuminate those areas to us, Holy Spirit. And that we would hear the call to get up. I'm not, I'm not staying in this place anymore. I'm not making excuses for staying in this place. I'm not gonna be comfortable in this place. That the areas that I've been ignoring and pushing to the side, that I will allow the Holy Spirit to come in and to speak to it. And Father, with your love and your grace and your healing, life to enter back into those areas. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Jesus. And so those places where we have laid down and gone to sleep, I just declare a people that stand. Not afraid of what's ahead. And I just declare wholeness in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for blessing upon. I thank you, Father, that this this time that you have ordained with these words of wisdom, I declare blessing in this time. God that there would just be an excitement that begins to ignite in our hearts as we begin to prepare for what is to come. I thank you, Father, that we are so quick to obey and to heed the voice of the Spirit as you speak to us. And I just hear in Incredible laughter, just laughter, like belly laughs. That there has been areas in someone's life where you have you have held it in because of the grief. That you felt like you had to carry this, whether it be what you've done or 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 blaming yourself for what has happened, or because you felt like you've had to hold. The grief of a loved one so closely that you couldn't release it and so you've held on to this grief you've held on to this shame you've held on to it and i hear the spirit of the lord say that i am coming to your house i am coming to your house and i am going to heal that grief that you have but get ready because you are going to burst forth with laughter you are going to have looked at things in the past and the way that you have seen things you've been looking at it through your grief but you won't look at it through grief anymore you will look you will look at it through joy unspeakable and you will see it through my glory thank you Jesus thank you Jesus so I just speak freedom and I speak release in the name of Jesus those things that have been bound up our hearts those places those areas that have been that have been held back and have been bound up I speak release in the name of Jesus and I just see somebody I I, I see somebody putting their runners on and 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 where they have said I've been disqualified from the, the race or, or, or I'm stepping back from this race. I just see the spirit of the Lord setting down new running shoes and saying, put your runners on. It's time for you to run. It's time for you to get back in the race. Put your runners on. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, it's like Revelation 3 says, wake up. Not finished yet. You are not finished yet. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Adam. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.